Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to the longest running and number one rated podcast for all things San Antonio Spurs basketball. This is the Spurs Cast with your host, Paul Garcia. Welcome back to another episode of the Spurs cast. I'm joined by Project Spurs writer Jazz Tamir. Jazz and I will discuss the Spurs' opening preseason loss to the Houston Rockets. Let's jump right into this episode. Jazz, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing very well. You know, the Spurs, unfortunately, they're kind of, I mean, I don't know how to say what, what happened that first preseason game. It's like, it's kind of what everybody expected, but then it's also not fun, you know, to lose by 38 points. So, um, I guess so. Go ahead. 30, 30, I was, I was expecting um, to struggle little bit but third uh, uh it hit my heart kind of hard yeah that, that was, was a little like, rough yes. okay. and, and that's a team that's supposed to finish you know you know basically like like bottom five in the nba like that's kind of scary that that's already the result of one yeah, of the worst I'm teams very, i'm very confident about a, about a win the opening win i mean we, we definitely so i was thinking but i mean you never know you know after a draft you never know what can happen together in practicing so Oh gosh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's go. Ahead. Struggle, yeah, so let's dive right into this loss for the Spurs. We're going to first recap the game as a whole, and then we'll talk about a few of the players. Uh, so let's first begin here. Uh, so as I as I mentioned there, the Spurs did lose their first preseason game on the road in Houston by 38 points. The starters, because this was a big question of who's going to be in the starting lineup. Uh, it was Trey Jones at the point, Josh Rich- Richardson at the two, Devin Vassell at the three, Kade Bates Jop at the four, and Yaka Perto at the five. Uh, in the second half, we do want to note that uh, Richardson, Vassell, and Pirtle, all the veterans, did not play uh, in that second half, so they only played in the first half. This game basically lasted pretty competitively for about um, 10 and a half minutes. Then by 126 left in the first quarter, Eric Gordon hits a three-pointer. The uh, Rockets go up by 12, and that was pretty much it. I mean, it just started to spiral down- downward for the Spurs, and it just, uh, just blew up. Uh, one key reason why the Spurs lost so bad was because of their shooting. Um, the team shot 11 to 42 from the three-point line, 26%. And then here's a quote from Coach Pop after the game, just talking about the shooting and the physicality of the team. He says, in general, the shooting was pretty poor. And when you're going back in transition defense all the time, all kinds of bad things are going to happen. You can't just do it over and over and over again with the missed shots. That was the worst part of the game. The second thing was physicality. We let them go where they wanted to go. They were much more physical in that sense, and that's got to be the biggest improvement we make overall. I do want to note that you, know, you see that in the numbers. Uh, defensively, the Spurs allowed 30-plus points in, in every single quarter of this game. Uh, and then also, I do want to note that Keldon Johnson and, jo- and Josh Primo did not play because they are um, out due to injury. So what were your just your, your initial thoughts, uh, Jazz, on, on, that, on the Spurs' um, opening loss? I agree with Pop. I mean, especially in the beginning, in the first two quarters, I was like, guys, you do not have to. We will be okay if you just stop right here where we are. And learn from our mistakes and different plans because it just wasn't working for us um, until I think shot a three and then and, uh, you know Devin definitely put up put up a couple and it kind of surprised me and only playing in the first half and not playing that long and still being the top scorer of the night surprised me that he could do it but I was definitely expecting more from some other guys 
uh, in the beginning. I mean, he came out there and he did what he was supposed to do as a, as a new leader on the squad. So that is something in him. Um, I, I, I was, I was missing since we didn't really see, um, it was kind of like Houston was taking control of the pace the whole time. And I mm-hmm. appreciate that the guys didn't kind of slow the game down and make them play Spurs basketball. Got in and he really chased down these guys off a of fast break. He went in for some blocks. He paint that. That is what I was looking for in the beginning, and it seemed like mm-hmm. we were kind of just letting them pull them all over the place, kind of on court. Um, so I definitely agree with Pop in that. In that, yeah. So now let's talk about a few of the players that you know their 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 stats out because again, this is a pretty you know this game was pretty much over very early in the second quarter and beyond. This game was pretty much over. So Devin Vassell was the leading scorer yeah. for the team. He played. He scores thirteen points on thirteen shot attempts. Uh, with one assist in 19 minutes. You know, one thing I noted was the fact that, you know, this is a team that's missing a lot of playmaking now in the half court. And Devin kind of could get to some of his spots and, and you know, shoot the Rangers, cutbacks uh, in the paint. But it was also a struggle for him. He's, he's going to learn. That's going to be something that he has to learn from and develop. Uh, Isaiah Roby played very well. He, just, he ends up with 12 points on eight shot attempts. He has he does a lot of everything. Five rebounds, two steals, three turnovers, one block in 18 minutes. Coach Pop, this is the second time now in a week that he's been very complimentary of Roby. He said um, after the game, he's got a lot of skills. He's a good ball handler. He can rebound. He can. Uh, he's playing defense, and he's trying to do everything that the way we want to do it. But I thought that Isaiah Roby did a good job tonight at both ends of the floor. So Roby is one of those players who got a compliment from Coach Pop after you know a 30-point loss. That's a good thing for him. Uh, Zach Collins uh, finishes with 11 points on 10 shot attempts with three, be- three rebounds, four assists, uh, five fouls, uh, two blocks in 20 minutes. And it's, it's important to note that Collins is healthy um, again, so he's able to start, start, start getting more minutes. Uh, Malachi Branham. Didn't play into the third quarter. Uh, the, the Rockets broadcast made it seem like he was like he might not play uh, due to some sort of injury, but Branham didn't mention anything. And so anyway, when he came out there, he was very efficient. He ends up with 10 points on just five shot attempts uh, with two turnovers in 14 minutes. He says that for him, his mindset was just to have fun and play free. Uh, Jakob Pertl only played in one half. You know, just Jakob Pertl things, nine points on seven shots. He actually took a mid-ranger. Uh, he ends up with 10 boards and just one half. Of- <laughs> yeah, that was that was different. So but he, he took it. Uh, he has two assists, two steals, two blocks in 17 minutes. And then Jeremy Sohan, I want to note, because we didn't get to see him in, in the uh, summer league because um, he, had, he had COVID at the time, so he couldn't play. And so for those of us that haven't watched Sohan or didn't watch any college basketball like me, uh, you know, it was really interesting to watch him. And, yeah, he's definitely what what, what um, a lot of the scouting reports said is that, yeah, he's not going to give, you know, 20 points a night, but he's a player who does so much, especially defensively. He's just all over the place. He moves very well for for being a player who's like 6'9", 6'10". Uh, he finishes with five points. He made a three-pointer. Four rebounds, four fouls, one steal, two turnovers, three blocks. I mean, three blocks is a rookie already in your first preseason game in just 17 minutes. So I was very impressed with someone. Who were some of the players that you were impressed with in this game? Honestly, all that were mentioned, I can just go back that I like. I mean, we definitely touched on Devin. Not surprised that he's a leader on the court, not, not to score. But I, I do like, I would like to mention, you know, of course, he had a rough start in the beginning. You could see him when, uh, there was this play, play in the second quarter, and um, there was portal, and it went to Trey, and then Trey kind of threw, you know, a fast, fast pass to Devin, and he went up for a bit, and you know he was just kind of off a little, little bit. But once he got into his groove, he, he you know, we kind of, um, so that was great. But I will say, as far as efficiency and shooting percentages for the night, Isaiah and Malachi were. Definitely, probably the most efficient when they got on the court. It's making clean 
decisions, um, but still putting up shots, which I think is important. Um, coach said they were not uh, like shots just weren't going in at the beginning and couldn't make. That's what was confusing everybody, I think. But, but Malachi and Isaiah really got on and made some good decisions, made some clean decisions. Um, I, I'm kind of upset about the turn body, except, I mean, Devin, we don't see turnovers from him quite ever, honestly, stay consistent. But everybody else, I wish that we would have been a little bit more clean, but I think that comes with communication and, and kind of learning where everybody's going before they get there and being able to understand how each of your teammates is. It's the first game in the, in the season. And so we're not stressing too much about that. Um, I enjoy Sohan. We talked about how he was great defensively. I don't think we need him. I think we, we get that from other players. Like we can get that from Collins, who I was very impressed tonight. Um, um, we can get that from Collins. We can get that from Devin. We'll probably get and Isaiah being a great defender and being able to put the ball up. So if Sohan can come and give us those blocks on those guys on the fast breaks and continue doing that for us and getting us the ball back, especially, you know, with Mike, we have a, a pretty good group. We have a better chance. Yeah, no, for sure. And you brought up a great point just about the, the chemistry, you know, the fact that yes, a lot of these players are back from the old team from last year, but they're, they're leading, they're missing their lead guard. They're missing Dejounte Murray, who used to be that player who, who initiated the majority of the offense. And so it is going to be definitely a growing process for a lot of them. There was definitely new teammates as well, so that was also you know everybody trying to figure out things, uh, you know when to attack, when not to attack. You know we definitely saw a lot of, especially in the half court, like you mentioned, all the turnovers. I think it was like 19 for the team, and the Rockets scored like 26 points off of those turnovers. So that's going to be something where it's going to be a process, and these players are going to get tested. I mean. Houston's not going to be one of the best teams in the league, and so when they play like a top ten defense, I'm just oh, oh it's going to be it's going to be an interesting year. That's, they play that's what's that's what's concerning me is that they didn't do that great either. They just took advantage of the possessions that they got from from the Spurs, and I think that if the Spurs hold on to those possessions and make decisions, then the gap wouldn't have even been that, that big, even if Houston. And did take it home so oh gosh yeah yeah when they play when they be it's gonna be interesting to see there's gonna be some tough nights when they play the, the really good defenses considering that they struggle against the rockets so all right so now let's look away uh let's look at some some just some key takeaways that i took away from this game uh first of all pop you know he's uh, just talk, talking about, yes, you know, they did lose by 38 points. They, they're, they're, they may not win. I don't know if they're going to win a preseason game. It's going to be really tough for this squad. But he did mention, you know, wins are not important right now in the preseason. It's not what he's focused on. Here was his quote. He said, I don't care. I don't know if we've ever had a winning preseason. That's never been a part of what we need to do. Like, we got to go win those preseason games and get that attitude going. And he even did this little, this little fist bump in the, in the um, press conference. And he, put, he said, that's baloney. They need to develop as players, as teammates, understanding what the basics are to perform in this league. So winning. So the winning isn't part of that right now. So that's kind of what you said, what you mentioned there, Jazz, the fact that, you know, these guys, this is, this is what it's about right now, the preseason, learning that team chemistry, learning how to work together, those kind of things. Uh, and then now let's just talk about the offense, where I think this is kind of what we expected. Again, losing your all-star DeJounte may be a tough season for the Spurs, especially when they cannot get out on the break in the half court. Uh, I just noted that, you know, just from, from the opening tip, I mean, the half court offense is going to be a struggle for this team, something we expected. A lot of like their team sets, their team plays, or, like, you know, they're making both cuts and, and moving the ball. A lot of that stuff gets sniffed out pretty early by the defense, and they're able to, you know, get shot contests at, for from three point line or from from at the rim. And so, and like I mentioned earlier, they just don't have a lot of players who are able to create 
uh, for themselves. That's going to be a lot of like Devin Vassell, who's going to have to do that, and Kelton Johnson whenever he gets healthy, Josh Primo. And then here was the quote from Vassell kind of mentioning this, the fact that they're going to struggle on offense. He said, if we're not hitting shots, we've got still got to be competitive on the defensive end. We've got to hang our hats on the defensive end. We don't have KD talent, so we can't sit here and rely on the offensive end. So we've just got to hang our hats on the defensive end as well. And we'll be fine. So what were your thoughts there? I mean, the fact that this is kind of something that we're going to expect is this team is going to struggle in the half-court offense. Yeah, I struggle if they don't, like we said, uh, get that chemistry together and, and, and really figure everybody's assets can maneuver uh, smoothly on the court. They don't have the pieces. It's just figuring out how to put them, put them together. And that's why I feel like Pop isn't really strong. Shows the talent that he has in front of him. It's like he like he said he's going to start at Yakov, and I think it's because he's just starting with a solid base, and then trying to put all these pieces, put all these pieces. And I did write in an article previously that mm-hmm. if Vassell can really, really work on his act to um, as consistent as these other skills that he has developed, uh, um, more of a threat on the offensive end if he can create those shots for himself and then everybody um, because he is a great shooter he is a great three-point shooter so if he can just do that for himself probably when he's out there and, and I do feel like with Keldon missing that that are I mean you know the poster boy he is ready to always make some shots especially in the paint and um, that's something that, that uh, that's a good that's a great loss when he's not on the court once they put all those pieces together and they see we see where they're going then we'll be able to analyze them a little bit more because until then you, you really you can't even really analyze a group individually looking at the stats individually and continuously putting together this random Serbia who's starting on Thursday you know what I mean so uh, we're going to continue doing that until decisions or the coaching staff makes some decisions and we get something consistent from the for sure, for sure. And now one thing I noted again, I know that on you know on the in the game the Spurs didn't look great defensively. You know they had a lot of thirty plus points in every quarter. That's not great to be. You know I think it was like 100, 134 points. Houston scored in regulation. But one thing I noticed when you just watch the when you just watch the, the players out on the court is they're going to have a lot of defensive versatility in their front court. You know you got those base bigs such as um, Jacoperto and, and Zach Collins who can kind of drop off pick and rolls who are going to protect the paint as, as best as they can. And then they, they have a lot more switchability out of the front court with size. They have players like Kata Bates job, Jeremy Sohan, like I mentioned, Isaiah Roby, where those players can play like the, the four or five up together or different combinations. They can go small. So I think that when they, when they can figure out their yeah. transition defense and just get a little bit more um, um, consistent on offense, they're going to be a good defense. I think this, t- this team has that potential. Now, maybe not in the guards and wings, they, they might get exploited there. Like what pop said was that they're not as physical, they, you know, but, but and maybe you need the entire lineup there. But, but I, I think that there's more potential for this team defensively than there is on offense. And then, um, one thing, though, is that their size can't be an issue because, uh, like I said, uh, they got out-rebounded by Houston 60-44, to 44, and that could end up being an issue where I saw, like, Alper and Shengun getting multiple rebounds, uh, Bruto Fernando. So that could be an issue for this team. Um, yeah. What was that other dude's name? I forgot the other guy's name. What was his name? Uh, there, anyway, one of, the, one of the other Rockets players just kind of kept scoring in the paint, getting a lot of, got a, got a lot of rebounds. Um, he was one of, the, one of the rookies. Who was it? Uh, either uh, not Tar, tar- or other. Tar- it was Tar There you go, there you go, there you go. Yeah, so it was Tar Eason that you had his way in there. So, uh, what are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. What are, What are your thoughts about their defensive potential, the Spurs? I feel like the the, the potential was there. 
it's just a matter of what we're doing. Isaiah during media day did say he could switch between the four and the five, and and he's willing to go wherever Malachi said the same thing. He was like, I'm I'm available wherever you need me. We're kind of hearing that develop in the cold until you have guys running around on the court and and leaving these spaces open and screens for guys in the offensive end. So I feel like that that is a great quality under control because you're not, not going to get anywhere. Like you can't play defense if you're not still at some point protecting the rim. Um, and I think, like I said, I think it's there, but development definitely needs some communication and needs to be known what role. And I feel like he knew what role to play when the other role was taken. And I, and, and that comes with, he was playing with Kelvin, Jakob, and DeJounte, of course. And he got to learn those. Now he's on the court with a completely different, you know, lineup. Of course, it's preseason, but it's still going to be very, he's going to have to do that all over again. So he may have to, you know, regain that confidence skill, but I do think he's really good at it. And it's something that needs to be translated to the rest of the guys. Matt is taken, you know, when that's taken care of, where am I on the court now and making this decision without somebody having and like I said knowing where my guy's gonna go before he even gets there but it's there mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't I don't think all hope is lost this is what I'm saying and then the last thing I wanted to bring up was that um you know we, we saw that Kato Bates job started but then we also saw that Romeo Langford checked in pretty late in the game I mean he basically checked in when it was already over when um, the uh, the other players who are on Exhibit 10 contracts showed up. And the reason why I bring up those two players is because we do know that before the season begins on October 19th, uh, this is a uh, you know, wave one player who's either on a non-guaranteed contract like Trey Jones or Kata Bates' job, or a player who's on a guaranteed contract such as uh, Romeo Langford. So I think that it was interesting, the fact that I think that they're going to involve, they, they want to keep Bates' job is what I see already, that they want to have him involved in their team. Uh, whereas Langford, again, he's got so many players ahead of him in the rotation. They've got all those young guards and wings that they want to give minutes to. He's got Vassell, he's got Keldon, uh, he's got Primo. All those different players are already ahead of him in the rotation. Again, I just don't, this is something I talked about. I just think that by the time the cut down date comes on October 18th or, or October 17th, whenever that is, I, I don't know if, if they're going to, even though Romeo has a, a guaranteed contract, I don't know if they're going to keep him on the team. What are your thoughts on, on him, the fact that he came behind a lot of different guards and wings? Uh, I do, I do. I think he may be a last room, but, but I'm not banking on him um, being traded with with Bates Diop's contract not, not necessarily being secure. He could have mm-hmm. been on the court often, or he could have been on the court because they're trying to see is he worth keeping. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, favorite last night. Um, I. If you look, if you look at his about the same amount of time, he's averaged around sixteen to eighteen minutes. Um, and he 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 gave. I think. Let me see. I want to make sure I say this. I want to make sure I know how many points he contributed. He gave us seven points, which isn't far off from his average, about five point seven a game. Um, what I'm saying from from last season, and he was in a, a preseason game, and he's wondering, and I. I would have expected a little bit more from him for a guy, to be honest. So I, I'm i not sure if just because Langford came in late that just thought, I kind of want to see how this preseason goes mm-hmm. and see if, if you know, you know, keeps 
making the same decisions, is that valuable to pop? Is that is that valuable for them to be easily replaced? Can we get those five points somewhere else? So, and yeah, that that's kind of because he didn't, didn't really overly impress me um, that much. Okay, yeah, no, that's that's a great point. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe the fact maybe they just gave maybe they gave Bates Jump all those minutes today, and maybe the next few games, but then maybe they'll give Langford some in the back end, or because so, they they definitely have a, a um, he has a non guaranteed contract. So again, I, I don't know how they're going to approach that as well, but again, I just found that a little interesting that that he's that I, I, like I've said before, he's just he's in a tough spot, Langford, because there's so many other guards and wings that they want to give minutes to ahead of him in the rotation. So again, we'll kind of see what happens there uh, with Langford. So yeah, that was the Spurs' opening. Um, preseason loss to the Houston Rockets on Sunday. They have uh, they have four more preseason games coming up here. All right, so before we close up this episode, thank you to Jazz for joining me on the Spurs cast, and thanks to Joe Garcia for mixing and producing this episode. From all of us at Project Spurs, stay safe and have a great day. <laughs>